Cricket bats might be losing their quality because of climate change's impact on willow growth in the UK and India. Could bamboo be a better option? One team out of Cambridge University thinks it might. Welcome to Cosmos Insights, where our newsroom journalists talk with the researchers who are changing our world. I'm Matthew Aegis, and this is Ben Tinker Davies. Ben, thanks for your time. The first question I have is what was the motivating reason for looking at the creation and then eventual development of and testing of a bamboo cricket bat? I think it's a really important question to ask, ask first of all. And it was a it was a choice for me because I had to do a research project at university, but it, it really stood out to me because of the actual tangible impact this has. I think cricket is a sport that is going through so many changes at the moment, especially in England uh, with what's come out of Yorkshire and the creation of the 100 and a lot of new franchises starting up around the world. So for me, it was a an opportunity to look at something new that I don't think has really been looked at in cricket and build on uh, other sports that have that have used material innovation for for a great benefit. So for me, I think it was looking at a new material and a new light and a new sport that, that really made this uh, exciting project. Um, and then to go from trying to understand what the material is like, laminated bamboo hasn't been around for that long. It's it's really it's been around for the last ten years or so in its engineered form. And to go from that to a, a full bat in in eight months, I think was was quite amazing. So. My knowledge of cricket dictates that a bat needs to be made out of wood. But contrary probably to popular belief, uh, bamboo isn't a wood. So what you created wouldn't necessarily meet current regulations according to the MCC. Is that correct? Yeah, exactly. So this is kind of one of the major hurdles for for us as a, as a design team and a, as a product team is that as you said, bamboo is is technically a grass. Although you, you know you look at it and say, well, it looks pretty woody to me it looks like wood it feels like wood um so i guess for us it's it's a technicality and it's something that we have spoken with the mcc the rule makers about but they are open to working with, with, with us to whether that's incorporating it in the next three five ten years you know it's a it's, it's a long process to, to change anything in cricket so at this point in time, you, you're correct. It's you can't walk out with a bamboo bat into the middle of a, a village game or a professional game. But we have had interest from overseas leagues who are maybe newer because our, our view is that this bat is going to be more sustainable and probably cheaper than a than a willow bat. So if you're outside of the India, England, Australia, South Africa uh, cricket countries. You know, for example, somewhere like Thailand, for example, where the women's game is is massive, it's it's maybe more accessible and, and allows players to be part of the game without having the exorbitant cost of having to buy bat, helmet, pads, gloves. You know, cricket is such a equipment intensive sport that we think that going in with a more sustainable and a slightly cheaper option shouldn't shouldn't make a massive difference uh, at the end of the day I think could really improve cricket's roots around the world. So with that being said how does it actually stack up against a typical English willow bat? Clearly for a long time English willow has been the uh, 
material of choice for a cricket bat, um, and that has remained unchanged throughout uh, over 100 years of cricketing history. So what did you find with bamboo? Does it provide better performance? Um, why should, you know, leagues in areas that might benefit from the material side of things from a sustainability perspective, will they benefit from a better performing product as well? Yeah, it's a really, really good point and it's something that was the first motivator for the project was to really actually just understand what the laminated bamboo can and can't do. So we we basically did a lot of material testing of strength, stiffness, um, uh, to see how that compared to willow. So obviously when you're looking at a cricket bat, you want it to be flexible so that when you, it's, it's like a golf club really, you want the, the handle to be flexible and the blade to be stiff. So when you hit the ball, you transfer all the energy and it goes as far as possible. And what we really found is that the bamboo outperforms the willow on, on so many levels. And that enables us to uh, to adjust the properties as we want. So I think one of the biggest problems or one of the biggest questions the MCC has is, well, we don't want the bat versus ball um, scale weighting to be too heavily favoured in one or the other. So for us, having material that is outperforms the willow will enable us to make them smaller, which would then reduce the waste. And so that's another aspect of the sustainability is that 25% of willow clefts are thrown away because it's a natural material, because there are natural defects, 25% of willow clefts are used as firewood. Whereas with laminated bamboo, because it's okay, it's a bit denser, so a bit heavier, you can make the bat smaller with the same performance and you don't lose anything with the laminated bamboo. But going back to when you your original points in the question about using uh, English willow as the kind of original material... There's been a lot of Kashmir willow, which is grown in the Kashmir region of India, Pakistan, which is coming into the game because it's cheaper to produce. And okay, the quality is a bit lower, but English willow is facing a massive shortage at the moment. So I think whether the FCC or you know, the rulemakers are planning for that, there's going to be a need to be a change in strategy for the materials used for cricket bats. And we think bamboo is the, the obvious next choice. Did you test any other materials? Um, I got the sense from reading the paper that this might have been a PhD, uh, part of a PhD for you. Is that no? Correct? So it's it's not 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 quite soon. I did say engineering at, at Cambridge, and in fourth year, everyone does a research project. So it was a fourth year master's uh, style dissertation that that kind of produced this report and produced the, the cricket bat. So it wasn't quite a PhD. So I only had time to focus on on bamboo. But I think we, so my supervisor is um, Darcy Shah, who's also on the report. He's uh, massively into his sustainability and um, he, he knows way more than me about materials. And he's identified bamboo because it's got similar properties to to willow. It's not um, you know, hardwood like oak or it's, I think there's a reason why within the wood sphere they've chosen willow. Um, because it's it's lightweight and it has these good properties, and bamboo is the next most similar thing. I think for us as well, making that decision when I, I always ask, I think it's Dennis Lilly walked out with a aluminium bat. There was massive uproar because you know wood and metal are at different ends of the spectrum. I think for a lot of people, whereas wood and grass are a lot closer. 
So changing the the lawmaker's mind in the long run is, I think, a bit easier going down that route rather than taking two things at the different ends of the spectrum. It's really interesting because uh, earlier today I spoke to uh, the master bat maker at Grey Nichols uh, in Australia. And uh, in that we were talking about the fact that um, they made a carbon fibre bat which was outlawed for similar reasons. It's not a wood-based material. Um, there's an expense associated with that. And in what's a pretty competitive market of bat makers around the world, and the fact that most carbon fibre comes from a select few markets, one of which is Japan, which is not really a, a cricket-playing country, that um, that might not be quite an economic decision. But I guess it sort of opens this broader conversation around materials. And then in that same discussion, we brought up climate change as a, a consideration in which um, the fact that the best quality available English will at the moment is grown in the south of England, but changing climactic conditions means that the best place to grow that is changing and that they're finding a decline in the quality of, of willow means that the game is probably going to have to find these alternatives. So I guess then in that sense, one of the things that was raised by the bat maker, I said, well, hey, what about a, what about a bamboo-based bat? His biggest concern was weight and how that would actually play into certainly at the elite level performance. How would you, through your study, uh, find a solution to the weight problem? Because at the end of the day, in a test match, it might need to be wielded for some time. Yeah, and that's a completely completely fair point that he makes. And that was you know, the first thing we um, we said as soon as we picked up this, you know, the world's first bowman bat went, my God, that's heavy. You're not, you know, unless you're... Chris Gale and using that for you know twenty twenty, you're not going to be wielding that for for ninety overs or however long Steve Smith's going to bat next year in the Ashes. Um, so that's if he plays, but yes, if he plays, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, no, so I think the advantage is kind of going back to one of the early questions is because pound for pound bamboo outperforms willow. It means that we can make a lighter bat, or sorry, the similar sort of weight bat. So instead of it being um, the, the same thickness as you see these modern day bats, it, it might be a shift towards you know bats back in the nineties, which are a bit thinner, but they look a bit more lightweight, but they have the exact same properties. So I think the way the the bat manufacturers have gone is is the make, the bigger you make it, the better it looks, and the more people are going to buy the bats, and you know, that seems to be the way cricket's gone over the last few years. However, because bamboo is a is a much better material and a much stronger material, we can make our bats thinner, and then also help with the sustainability aspect because we're losing it, using less material to have the same performance as willow, and we're able to use computer simulations, we're able to produce prototypes that are down to the the weight required that, well, required in the more usual weight range. So I, I think the weight is currently an issue because it's the the first bat we've made, but in in future iterations we can drop the weight down to the one point four kilogram, one point two kilogram range that most willow bats are. So we don't see the weight being a massive issue because of the actual characteristics and performance of bamboo itself. You worked with Garrett and Flack to make the bat. Did they give you any feedback on what they thought about it? Given this is their business, uh, in terms. Of- manufacturing bats for play yeah so they in terms of manufacturing they they basically said there's no difference apart from apart from the weight so they were able to just put it into their production line straight away um 
Darren Fack, they're not a they're not like Grey Nichols, they're not like a Kabara, they're a father and son out of the back of the house in a in a workshop um gig. So it was actually great to meet them and go and speak with them and just get that kind of feedback, which at the end of the day was it's no similar to Willow for manufacturing reasons, it's just heavier. So that was their that was their biggest reservation and that was they they basically said it's no it's really easy to work with. The material itself is 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 a very nice material to work with and it's not gonna damage the tools or it's not gonna make any difference if they were producing the same number of bamboo bats. It was just have to be redesigned due to the weight issues. And so this paper that you wrote, the the work you did is a few years old now. What has the journey been since then? Has it been able to take off, particularly in the UK where you're based and, and where the work was done or um, have you moved on to different things now and it just sits uh, like so many papers on the database for all eternity no so i i'm i'm quite hopeful i think since i think it came out in 2020 during covid year which was yeah obviously hard for everyone i think it's been a project that i've been quite dedicated to so we've gone from having one prototype back then you know I'm, it's not as quick as a lot of other um companies or or startups but we've got a few different iterations and we're currently looking for uh industry partners to to work with and really hit the ground running but i think the bigger the bigger question the bigger movement is is really talking with the mcc and trying to engage the biggest stakeholders in cricket who are willing to really push the boat out and and try something new so for me, I, I don't think it's just going to sit on the back burner and be a, oh, that was a good paper, that was a good idea, but never came to fruition. Um, I'm really hoping that in the next few years we have some some tangible movements and some, you know, ideally one day someone walks out to Lords with a with a bamboo cricket bat. But, you know, how long that'll be, I, I don't have that time frame. Do you think, I mean, clearly you're a cricket aficionado. I know that you were sort of the model for... Um, the bat in use in some of the promotional images on the Cambridge website and no doubt in the media as well. The innovation in cricket from a technological perspective seems pretty limited in a lot of ways. Even speaking to Gray Nichols, they mentioned that they did work with um, RMIT, which is a tech university based in Melbourne, uh, to design you know the optimum bat and they found it was basically something they were already manufacturing for Andrew Simons going back nearly 20 years ago. But it doesn't seem that from a materials perspective, innovation in cricket is much of a, a thing. Um, is it something that you feel needs to be more actively pursued or considered? I think within within cricket, it's it's such a equipment-heavy sport. I think I mentioned this this earlier, that there's so much room for innovation. You know, when, when you're a, a junior cricketer at school, you probably take, two sets of trousers, two sets of tops, pair of spikes, pads, gloves, helmet, box, bat. You know, if you're if you're a professional, you'll have four times as much kit. So the room for improvement and the room for material innovation is there. And I know there are there are groups looking at it. So I think it was Sam Billings in in a I think it was a big bash game turned up with recycled gloves and um, all the gloves, the plastic gloves have been made from different materials. And there is, I think, an appetite for players to look for sustainability, look for innovation, look for the future. And we're kind of trying to start that trend and be one of the first movies because the bat is such an iconic um, piece of kit and a piece of the the sport that 
we really see clubs like Surrey, for example, are spending a significant amount of money every year upgrading the pavilion, upgrading the stadium to make it more sustainable and eco-friendly. And we kind of want to really partner with them and, and be part of that trend to, to change cricket. I might have misheard you earlier, and that was that you'd, you've got a bit of startup work going in this space. Is that, is that what you said? So we're, I'm still working with the Cambridge University, and it's, um, it's not technically a startup. Um, we're working with the business business wing of the university to try and go from, as you said, a paper that's not just sitting on the shelf to a product in the market. So we're still working with the university, um, but using their resources to uh, push the prototyping phase. Yeah, so I guess that's, you know, it comes across as a bit of a university incubator type setup. Um, have you considered working with athletes directly in terms of, consulting with them on the applications of it in a professional context, thinking of professional British cricketers um, getting their feedback in the same way that a um, mainstream mass production bat manufacturer works with athletes to refine their products? No, 100%. And that's definitely part of the the roadmap to go from you know, one to a thousand or, or you know whatever it ends up, ends up being. So we see our, our, our next few steps as as producing some prototypes that we have confidence in. And that was going through, a, a, I guess you could say, a, a scientific route of producing four, five, six designs, testing them, making sure that you know, one of the things we don't want is to give it to a professional player and they use, use it in the nets once and it breaks. You know, that's, that, would, that would kill the, kill the material, kill the innovation. So for us, we really have confidence that what we produce is going to be well received and going and working with professionals and amateur players as well is, is definitely part of where we see this going and where we see our conversations with the MCC going. And I guess the, as questions so often do, they come to you out of sync. The one thing that has occurred to me in our chat is that you've mentioned the word sustainability and other bat makers that I've spoken to have mentioned that phrase as well. Ultimately, I guess, plantation timber as is currently grown is perhaps sustainable in that you're not necessarily cutting down wild growth forests but there is obviously a, a use of a resource in that sense how do you see bamboo as being sustainable does it come to the fact that you can grow it in many climates and in many places how, how does sustainability in the context of this material how, how do you define it i think for 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 me and the team we really see it as it's an abundant resource in so much of the world, whereas the English willow is 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 not. And the difficulties that are that are faced by the English willow um, in terms of it's a fifteen year maturation period, the actual quality is decreasing because as the demand of bats is increasing, they're cutting them trees down faster and faster, so they're not actually maturing. The product quality is going down. Whereas with bamboo, it's, it's a lot more abundant. It's a five-year maturation. And as a material itself, it absorbs five times more carbon dioxide than willow. So for us, we see it as a as an end-of-life saving and a material saving uh, project. With the, with the bamboo, I think the end-of-life goal for a cricket bat is generally it just sits in someone's cupboard. It's not material that is easy to recycle because 
once you break a cricket bat, there's not a huge amount you can do with it. So we see because bamboo is, is a laminated material, the end of life uses and use cases are have the potential to be a lot more uh, to be a lot higher. Whether you break your cricket bat and you know you can take part of that and make it into chair leg or or, or you know, whatever that ends up being, I think we see bamboo as a material that's got great potential not just in the pre-manufacturing but also in the end of life cycle for for the products yeah that's a great way to end the chat thanks so much ben yeah thank you very much matthew be great speaking with you you can read more about the impact of climate change on cricket bats on our website cosmosmagazine.com This podcast is produced by the Royal Institution of Australia in Adelaide on Ghana country. The Royal Institution of Australia is a not-for-profit whose mission is to communicate science widely as a key to a better world. We do this through our stories, which are turned into educational resources, teaching the scientists of... We do this through our stories, which are turned into educational resources, teaching the scientists of tomorrow about the science of today in classrooms around Australia. You can support us by subscribing to Cosmos Magazine, Australia's leading science publication, and Cosmos Weekly Online.